0: Welcome to Love Punch, challenging entrepreneurs, artists, and thought leaders to make a lasting impact. I'm your host, Ruby Fremont, and I'm here as a catalyst for you, the new generation of thought leaders. I'm a kick-ass life coach, a bullshit detector, and courageous communicator. I'll show you how to take bold action and create massive impact through a powerful process that I call CPR. Courage, persistence, and resilience to go after what you really fucking want. It's time to unapologetically do what you're here to do and do it your way. So get ready and let's make shit happen. Hey everyone, today's conversation is super special because I'll be speaking with someone who has played a massive impact on my life and career. And excited doesn't even begin Mm -hmm. to describe how I feel about having him on the show. Amateo came into my life in 2016 around my 35th birthday. Spiritually speaking, I called him in. Mm -hmm. I was seeking support with my business, but I had zero desire to enter a basic business coaching agreement that focused on the online space. I really just wanted to do something that felt more spiritually aligned with my vision to do more in-person work and not enough people understood this. I was seeking a coach who could help me create the business of my dreams and not a business that was based on some cookie cutter formula. We ended up meeting at an event and the rest is history. Mm. My work with Amateo acted as a major catalyst for my business and I couldn't be more grateful for his gifts. Amateo is a serial entrepreneur, blockchain enthusiast, creator of the Crypto Virtual Summit, and the CEO of Avant Terra. Avant Terra is a coaching, consulting, and marketing firm for evolutionary entrepreneurs, businesses, and blockchain technologies leading the transition. And yes, he got his name from Burning Man. Amateo has had thousands of people register for his online courses. He's run several six-figure, three-day seminars, marketed successful fundraising campaigns, and has been the secret weapon of influence and profitable growth for the most badass coaches, including me, and entrepreneurs in the world. So listeners, get ready because Amateo and I are about to go deep into the spiritual realms of leadership. Hey Mateo, let's fucking do this. Let's
1: do this. My goodness, what an outstanding interview uh, and introduction, uh, Ruby. You are a rock star, and I'll just share with your audience right off the bat that um, I've supported over a hundred entrepreneurs in my time, and. I have rarely come across someone with the level of commitment, passion, as well as integrity that you possess. You run your business like a true professional, and uh, you're an outstanding example of what it means to not only be an entrepreneur, but be a visionary leader. So it's an absolute honor to be connecting with you in the audience today.
0: Wow. Wow. Thank you. That was totally unexpected, by the way, guys. I didn't pay him to say that. (laughs) But thank you so much. That means so much coming from you. And, you know, it's just in a world that is promoting online enterprises. I think it's refreshing to connect with people like yourself. You know, we have a different kind of vibe. and. I think with the way that the world's changing, people are craving more and more authenticity. Right? They don't. Yes. They can see through the bullshit online. They can.
1: Uh, I, I think that your listeners and the community that you naturally attract. Uh, all have done a certain level of personal development work to reach this place where they have created or understood that they have a vision inside of them of the way that the world can operate that is far and beyond the current infrastructure of our reality down to our political, financial, uh, business, traditional means of work and income. And they see that there's this opportunity for a better world. They know that they have a part to play in it. They know that they have a role in this matter, but they're looking for the confidence, the courage to step into it. And they're also looking for the systems to do it their way. And I think you represent this. You've always done it your way. And I think I represent this too. Uh, Definitely Mm -hmm. definitely Definitely. a black sheep and definitely someone who... um, Uh, defies social norms to create uh, new emergent cultures. And so I think that leadership is a huge role in this. And I see this as being a platform for inspiring leaders. And maybe we can get into some of this uh, solution architecture, as well as some of the, the personal side of things, of what goes on within the individual who has these ideas and has these visions, but aren't really sure the best means to go about facilitating that change.
0: Definitely. And I think you just hit the nail on the head with a lot of our listeners right now, um, which is why I'd like to just start by diving into the fact that you personally have invested and continue to invest a great deal of your time and energy into your own spiritual expansion. Yeah. I mean, I look at it from afar and I'm so deeply inspired by your commitment to expanding. Mm-hmm. And and I'm wondering how has that really impacted your role as a thought leader? Because that's what you are. You're a thought leader.
1: Mm, Gosh, I just love this conversation already. Uh, (laughs) uh, So I, there's, there seems to be two routes that people get to this sense of uh, awareness, consciousness, or a passion for evolutionary development. And it's either one of two routes. Um, one route is that people create a successful business, they uh, achieve a certain amount of success, and they did so kind of with a traditional bottom line, uh, wanting to create profitability, wanting to be successful, wanting to have the numbers and the image and the aesthetic, and then they realized they were not fulfilled. They were in a big mm. house, they felt empty, and they had to go on a pursuit of personal development. For me, it was actually the other way around. I, I came about this in the more alternative fashion, meaning that, um, did I have a business and was I unfulfilled? Yes, actually I was. I was in the legal industry, but it was much more than that. I I set out to find myself at a very young age. I started to um, participate a lot in bringing people together, uh, creating community, uh, exploring consciousness, having taboo conversations, which now today are not as taboo, but back then they were extremely taboo. Uh, We were talking about everything from extraterrestrials to sacred geometry to psychedelics to what is it actually going to take to implement these ideas and these visions that we had. So You know, Mm -hmm. I started very scrappy. I didn't have much money. I went into a a plethora of credit card debt. I Mm. uh, was just doing everything I could. I was producing uh, visionary art and transformational festivals with one core purpose. I want to bring people together to have the conversations and inspire movements. And then I started to spend more time working with people who were the avant-garde leaders of these movements and then as well as developing my own. So at some point, I just uh, understood that the more that I evolved, the more that I expanded, the more that I grew, the more I invested in myself, and the more mm-hmm. that I explored the inner realms of what's inside of me, the more innovation I found, the more solutions I found, and the more confidence and self-belief I found. And then, of course, mm-hmm. the, the resources followed that. But I, I would say that I didn't come into this in a more traditional route. I, I definitely, it's been as grassroots as possible. <laughs>
0: Mm, I love that you share that because there are there's a lot of options out there for people nowadays. I mean ayahuasca is a trendy topic yeah. now and yeah. everyone is offering something and there is a lot of outrageously priced options for people yeah. to invest in, in their spiritual growth. So I love that you mentioned starting at the grassroots and I loved what you said about innovation coming from self-exploration. I love that mm-hmm. because I, I it, what that brought up for me, is that the more inwards I go, go, the more in touch with myself I become, the more in touch I become with my ideas. Whereas when I am living externally and scrolling through my feed, it's so easy to Mm. compare and to to start doing what everyone else is doing. So that daily inwards practice is so, so important.
1: I think that as you do that, that daily inward practice, and you work on your personal evolution and development, you start to find this golden thread. And it's like this golden thread of purpose. And depending on how far out there you go, for me, that golden thread of purpose transcends lifetimes. I feel like it's work that I've done over and over on different planets and in different iterations of being human and unhuman and you name it. But inside of that golden thread, I found, wow, I've always been someone who creates platforms to bring people together, to share knowledge, to share insights, and to collaborate and to become more cooperative. And so I've approached that in whatever industry that I have. But the one thing that I'm really big on and that I want to kind of emphasize is that I never approach this with any desire to play small. I always Mm -hmm. approach this with the desire to uh become a prominent dominating figure in whatever I'm a part of. And I say that with like, not like putting others down, but like just a Mm -hmm. strong force of change of impact, no matter what industry uh, I enter into, no matter what project that I work on, it's, it's really a a go big or go home mentality. And I think that comes with some of the challenges of being hard on myself and beating Mm -hmm. myself up and, 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 and going through tons of breakdowns and dark nights of the souls to, to, to reach the This place. But in the process, it's like every time I got through a block or a limiting belief or went through a breakthrough, on the other side of that was something new, a new idea, a new project, a new connection, a new network. And leaning into that over and over, you start to see that that with every downtrend, there's a bigger uptrend on the horizon and you navigate life a little bit differently. You see that any block that you hit in your business or in your projects are actually growth that you can experience personally that will then Mm -hmm. propel and excel you to the next level of what you're working to achieve. And once you start to get a bit more comfortable with that, it becomes less uncomfortable. You can anticipate it and you can manage it far
0: more effectively Mm, yes so listeners what he just described is ultimate persistence Mm -hmm. you know it's not meant to be easy this journey inwards is is for me in my opinion the most difficult journey i have ever been on because you're constantly unleashing different pieces of you pieces that you're just coming face to face with, you know, shadows and light and all of these pieces have a different effect or impact on your life and, and what you create and the impact that you have on other people. So mm-hmm. I love that you brought that up. And, you know, especially today, there's no denying that our world has experienced recent um, upheaval in yeah. term, right? Like it seems Very as though so. the land- is totally triggering people to rise up like something is happening people are rising up and using their voices and with pinnacle movements you know like black lives matter or and the me too campaign there's this feeling of a collective evolution which is so beautiful yet can be so hard to navigate you know people are yearning to experience something different by being different and you know, I've even heard people referring to this as a collective ascension. Yeah. So how would you describe what's going on in our planet right now?
1: I think that that's a great question. Uh, I think ascension is a good word for it. I like that word personally. Mm-hmm. Um, that word for me is not uh, bound to biblical uh, notations. <laughs> that mm-hmm. word for me <laughs> is uh, about uh, us catalyzing a higher level of evolution and existence. If we are to pull back for a second and look at the planet, well, let's talk about this. I mean, a couple hundred years ago, people left the dictatorship of Europe to found the United States. They wanted to create a more decentralized, distributed uh, governmental system. Now, that in its essence was carrying so much of the old ethos and culture and basically all they knew. They only knew how to operate governments on a certain level of innovation. They mm. only knew how to distribute resources on a certain level of develop, uh, innovation. And then things started to take off. The advent of the industrial age, the advent of the, technolo- the technological age. But we have to remember, I mean, it was only 100 years ago that we were doing the, the cart and buggy situation. <laughs> this is yeah. not that long ago, <laughs> uh, especially in the grand scheme of, of the timelines of evolution, uh, remembering that dinosaurs were 65, 100, 200 million years ago, and, and carton buggy was 100, 150. Mm-hmm. Okay, that that that's a pretty big deal. So we have to look at the fact that um, we as humans are just starting to understand more advanced ways to not only take care of ourselves, develop ourselves, we're just starting to uh, break open the... Uh, the the block or the seal on our, our interpersonal experience of other realities, other dimensions, other beings that exist in this world, meaning that, you know, there's subtle layers to reality. And inside of those subtle layers to reality, there's consciousness entities that can inform us and work with us. And that, <laughs> that from this new vantage point that we have, we actually see, Oh, this isn't like a, 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 a universe that is just trying to, kill us or work against us it's working in our benefit and and we're seeing that humans as a whole actually want to work together for the benefit of humans that's that's the majority consensus but that majority consensus for all practical purposes is extremely new this is mm-hmm. this isn't something that we were able to understand and we didn't even we couldn't even get a good Uh, consensus or census of how prominent that was. Right. We're just starting to understand that with the internet, which again is very new. So for Ascension, what do I see? I see the ability to combine consciousness with human goodwill, with humanitarian deeds, with uh, philanthropy, with uh, cooperative organizations, with the desire to come together and collectively organize into uh, higher states of resource allocation and management and leadership how do we come together to make the world a better place and the mm-hmm. world that we start to exist in is going to feel more connected more like um. an extension of ourselves we're going to feel that natural ability as artists to use uh, uh reality and, and physical reality and digital realities as a medium for our passions our intellect etc up until now, I was I was doing an interview, and I, and I and I really got this big hit that basically there there's not been an empowering model for people to feel like they're custodians of their own creativity.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes. So, so
1: if you even today, if you if you're a creator and you put your content on YouTube, you don't really you're not really the custodian of that content. They're making the majority of the money. Uh, you're getting a small portion of that, whether you're a music artist on Spotify, we are just starting to cross the threshold where we can be custodians of our own creativity. And that is a critical juncture of humanity's evolutionary development. And that that itself is the ushering of a new renaissance. And that new renaissance is a time where art, technology, spirituality, and uh, cooperation uh rises up and then gets to assess the current ways that things are ran and decide, is that efficient enough? Does that operate with our values? And how are things going to change? So Mm -hmm. when I look at Ascension, I really look at a new renaissance of humanity rising up and a better world being birthed before our eyes. And I think that the evidence is apparent everywhere.
0: Mm, Yeah, it really is and people are feeling it right they're feeling it mm-hmm. in the depths of their soul they're feeling change they're experiencing the shifts within themselves and uh, i love what you said about the connection because you know social media it social media itself hasn't been around for a long time right. and with the rise of social media we as a world we have are within each other's reach now we can see what's going on on the other side of the world which is brand new you yeah. know our parents weren't able to do that yet we have people feeling more depressed than ever hmm. we have people feeling more anxious than ever and it's because of this disconnect yeah. so i think it's it's interesting that within this ascension you know is this desire to connect with each other in authentic ways to collaborate because people are so sick and tired of the old ways and of separation. You know, it's just not working. It's a broken system.
1: Yeah, it is. It's very, very much is. And I've been um, the reason why I got so passionate about cryptocurrency and blockchain is I actually found uh, technological anti-fragile quality systems that could serve as a functional replacement for current institutional infrastructure that's monumental it's very mm-hmm. new it's very groundbreaking it's still very much in trial um, and this is more about working with the systems to evolve them or build alternatives that do make them obsolete mm-hmm. uh, but that being said you hit on something that's really important something i've dealt with personally which is depression mm-hmm. uh, i've dealt with a lot of depression in my life mm-hmm. uh, to To be to be completely transparent with the audience throughout my life, I've always been someone who has had uh, very subtle levels of autistic spectrum disorder, mm-hmm. and that makes that that is a gift in, the, in in the way that I have you know some of the genius that comes along with that, but I also have some of the limiting factors, uh, challenges with communications, mm-hmm. challenges with being seen, challenges with my own emotional states, and that's something I've had to work with and work through oh my gosh, it's, it's a daily process. But the mm-hmm. thing that I've really discovered about depression is that depression seems to be a symptom of the lack of quality expression. Mm-hmm. And when I get depressed, I realize that there's a part of me that's not wanting to either face my mission or face who i am or be in the mirror of my own power and responsibility and i'm like secretly like running away from it or trying to hide from it and that and then tucking those emotions down and then i'm using things like social media etc to enable my distraction from dealing with what's inside of me of what i'm here to do and mm. i know that anyone who's listening to this the more that we step into that confidently, uh, and and with a real outlet that feels healthy, I think it naturally starts to subside and we, we get a handle on that.
0: Mm-hmm. And you touched on something that is so, so important, and not enough people talk about this. Um, I know it's something that me and you have both spoken openly about. Depression is no joke. I no mean, joke. There's, there's so many people who are dealing with this, so many entrepreneurs and leaders. And for some reason, the entrepreneurs and leaders are the ones that feel that they can't speak about it as openly because you you want to be perceived in a certain way. Yeah. But, you know, we're all human beings in this human existence, doing our best, navigating our souls through this physical lifetime that it, it's natural for us. It's more natural for us to show up authentically than it is inauthentically by hiding what we're feeling and experiencing. And, you know, I, th- I think with the depression and those really heavy emotions that come with it, I mean, I love what you said about running away from your power. I feel like that's so true, and to our audience, uh, both Amateo and I are, bo- are double Virgos, yeah, <laughs> um, which is why we resonate on so many levels. We're equally neurotic and <laughs> very much massive, so, massive perfectionists, and we deal with a lot of the same issues. But um, I think that this is one that a lot of entrepreneurs and leaders face: is like they run away from their power and it can feel overwhelming. It can feel like it's too much. It can bring up feelings of like, who am I to have this power? Mm-hmm. And so it becomes so much easier just to turn back and go the other way. And then we're conflicted because that goes against everything that we know we want to do.
1: Yeah. So, I, And I've been inspired by you and your vocalization of your own struggles and your own breakthroughs. I think I think you've been an exemplary leader in that way. And it's given me more courage to be more outspoken. So thank you.
0: Mm, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's, you know, there's been quite a few times when I post something and then I experience the vulnerability hangover <laughs> for about 24 to 48 hours. Sure. But, you know, I'm not in this life to add to the disconnect, I'm in this life to contribute to the connection. Mm. And, I wanna do so in showing up authentically because to me, true thought leadership, which is what our world needs right now, our world needs our voices. In order to do that, we need to step into ourselves and who we are in the boldest, most authentic ways possible. And if that means talking about our traumas and our wounds, cool, let's talk about that. Yeah, It's more empowering to do that than to deny it. Which brings me to this question because I feel like you've gone through something similar but I've been talking to a ton of visionaries and purpose-driven entrepreneurs who have shared that they've been experiencing major shifts over the past like year, year mm-hmm. and a half, you know, destroying their old businesses or programs or offerings yeah. or brands and then rebuilding in a way that feels better, like it feels more aligned. And it it kind of feels like to me that this generation, our generation of leaders are being called to awaken to an elevated state of consciousness. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I've gone through this myself, my entire business changed. I know you have definitely gone through this yourself. Why do you think this is happening right now?
1: It's a great question. Um, I think on an energetic level uh, where we as a planet and we as a humanity are having access to Um, what I would call like evolutionary energies that are catalyzing uh, systemic uh, growth, even on the genetic level, on the epigenetic level, it's stirring us awake. There's there's a new kind of energy that we're in touch with and that we're being exposed to. And I think that this could be coming from the sun. I think it could be coming from space. I think it could be coming from the center of the earth. I think it could even be something that's just emerging in our DNA, right? Mm -hmm. Like, Every uh, every major leap that we've gone through in humanity, in some way, our, our tech, technology, our advancements have related to changes in our biology. And so something's going on. And mm-hmm. rather than pinpoint it and say, this is why, or this is the reason, uh, I think that It's it's emergent. There's a multitude of reasons. And at the same time, we've got really critical issues. So we have more awareness of the critical problems that are facing our planet, you know, trash in the ocean, lack of clean water, lack Mm -hmm. of clean access to financial systems and banks and poverty we have tons of logistical issues with food and money and resources so in any time in history it requires a enhancement of innovation and opportunity with a certain amount of pressure and that pressure is coming from the fact that what are you going to do ignore and look away Um, what are you going to do watch tv and see these commercials and go fuck this is this is this is horrendous. I don't want to be a part of this. Uh, There's nowhere to run anymore. You Mm -hmm. you can't get lost in a book. You're going to pick up a book and they're going to start talking about all this stuff. Uh, No matter how you try to tuck your head in the sand or hide away from it, you can't. So the fact that it's coming at us from all angles and all spectrums, and there is no place to hide, I think creates a a, immense amount of pressure, but is also the evolutionary catalyst. So Right now, I think these leaders and entrepreneurs, we're all trying to manage the pressure, the responsibility and the opportunity uh, with the opportunity cost in the most healthy ways that we can. Mm-hmm. Uh, the practical things of exercising and meditation and mindfulness and Qigong and long walks in nature with immersing ourselves in things that help us grow, mm-hmm. uh, content, etc. cetera. But I think it's that dynamic relationship between pressure and uh, the fact that you can't hide from what's in front of you and that we all at this stage know that there is an ability for us to make an impact and that itself it it makes the necessity uh of each individual present and brings up all of the 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 dark emotions and that kind of stuff that you have to face on the on the path of stepping into it more fully
0: mm, yeah, then those dark emotions can be such a mind fuck <laughs> oh my
1: god <laughs> it's so brutal sometimes.
0: oh my God there are days when I wake up and I'm just like, why the fuck is this happening um oh. but you know it the dots I always say the dots always connect at some point the dots always connect mm-hmm. and you know it's just the um I call it the unraveling right it's like the unraveling of who we were programmed to be mm. into um who we truly are underneath it all which is you know powerful stuff it's hard it's it brings up a lot of those dark shadows but it's it's powerful stuff
1: it really is uh- we, we have so many thousands of years of imposed conditioning, mm-hmm. uh, and that, that imposed conditioning continues to leak back into our environment, our media, our institutions, and generation by generation, personal development, individual by individual, we... Re- release this inherent pattern to be disempowered under a dictatorship and give all of our resources to uh, others with all of our efforts and to die trying, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's it's a it's a it's also the most exciting time in history yes. because of the fact that there's so much opportunity and there's so many reasons to be optimistic. And that's, that's something that we always just have to, I personally have to r- remind myself and uh, keep a hand on the pulse. And I think if anything, it's been my desire to uh, thrive and maintain optimism that has kept me so fascinated on the people, the projects, the companies, um, and the technologies that are going to usher in change.
0: Mm, yeah.
1: I just need to stay positive, right? right. Like I just I need to know what's happening to inspire me.
0: Exactly. Exactly. So it sounds like you've found your groove in navigating through these times and uh, the, you know, the ascension. So I'm wondering like to all the leaders, entrepreneurs, everyone listening to our conversation right now, um, the ones who are experiencing their own awakening and ascension, you know, the ones who are going through their own dark times and, and, and feel this, this deep yearning to do more, to add more meaning, to create deeper impact, yet they're struggling with the shit that comes with Hmm. this Ascension. Hmm. What tips can you offer them to navigate through these times with more ease?
1: I think everybody's trying to pinpoint who they are and what it is they're here to do. So they're, they're looking for, some kind of solid whatever this is me and this is my brand and this is who I am and look at look at look at the fact that I know who I am and look at the fact that I know what I'm doing and I know a lot of people who spiral out because they feel like they're grasping and the fact is they're they're grasping at something that's designed to change so (laughs) uh, rather than try to come to some ultimatum perspective of who you think you are and what you're here to do start just following your passions and having creating the confidence by creating the competence go go after what you're doing do it over and over and you're just going to get better and better at what you do and whatever you're doing is going to become more and more legitimate but don't don't necessarily think that you have to have it all figured out or have yourself figured out let yourself be messy let it be sloppy make tons of mistakes make tons of errors and have a fucking great time doing it and uh, each each step of the way it's going to be rewarded in turn
0: Yes. So much fuck yes to what you just said. Let it be messy. I think this is so important. It's something that people – that was just – those were such amazing tips for people because there's too many – strategists and coaches out there telling you to figure it all out when figuring it out is part of the journey and we're meant to evolve so i'm so so happy that you shared that thank you for sharing that
1: yeah and i've got a project that i'm working on now it's great and guess what next year i'll probably have another one next year (laughs) i'll probably have another one and that's just the way that it's going to be um why not because i'm scattered but because i'm adaptable Yes, and and i'm agile and I'll come under, I come under fire, big time fire, for every time I make a pivot in my business. I get ridiculed, I get uh, uh, menacing messages, I get called things, and I just don't care. Mm-hmm. You either like it or you don't, right. you're either with it or you don't. And if you don't understand it, you can project whatever you want onto me and to what I'm doing. But when you look closer, you're going to understand the underlying mission has never been deviated from. You're going to understand that this has all been to support the entire accumulation of lifetime effort that I put into everything. So it's amazing to see that when I get agile and pivot, other people in my community and my followers and my social engagement that don't necessarily want to follow me uh, into that. And that's okay. But more and more people do than don't. Mm-hmm. And in that process, I grow systemically, exponentially who I'm talking to, how we're engaging with them. And that's important. They not My family doesn't always accept. Mm-hmm. I fa- they're sometimes the last people to get on board and I embrace that. So- Um, If there's anything that I've done is I've reached this place where I just don't fucking care because I know that if you stick with me, you're going to get it. And if you stick with me, I'm going to get it too. And we're going to make errors. We're going to make mistakes, but we're going to move this thing along together.
0: Yes. Yeah, I love I love what you said about being agile and pivoting and adaptability. I think that's such a superpower that many people fail to understand and in a world that is meant to evolve and change and shift and transform, it's very unnatural for us to stay the same. So thank you so much for sharing that. We have now reached the end of our time together, but I am sensing that there's going to be a part 2. I would um, love that. <laughs> but before we end um at the end of every episode, I offer my listeners a love punch, and today, Amateo, it's your turn to offer our listeners a love punch. So what is your love punch for today?
1: Mm, let me think about that for a second. Just create.
0: Boom. Just create. That's it. That is fucking Awesome hashtag just create everyone listening just create just fucking create amateo thank you so much for joining me for an incredibly insightful conversation so um please tell our listeners how they can stalk you online
1: yes please stalk away uh you can find me on facebook and twitter at amateo raw and uh check out our new project the crypto virtual summit we are Uh, reducing a lot of the speculation and hype in the cryptocurrency space by creating quality information. We're about to launch a four-day fully online watch from the seat of your own home. Tickets are completely free. Uh, One of the Biggest premier online events in history on cryptocurrency and blockchain. We have uh, we're interviewing the people who are actually creating the most revolutionary cryptocurrencies in the world. So this isn't just people who are hey buy this buy that. Mm-hmm. These are the people who are building the technologies, and I'm uh, being very thorough in my uh, kind of investigative analysis of giving the most incredible information available to our audience. So mm-hmm. go to cryptovirtualsummit.com, grab your free ticket, attend the summit. It's uh, it's going to be an incredible experience, and I'm so excited to share this amazing asset with the world.
0: Can you hear the passion in his voice, people? And I'm telling you, even my husband is a part of this group because Amateo really is the go-to person for cryptocurrency right now. And he's really collected an amazing league of experts. So check it out. Um, So for our listeners, thank you so much for joining us on today's episode of Love Punch, where I'm challenging thought leaders, influencers, and entrepreneurs like you to make a lasting impact. Mateo, as always, it's been an ultimate pleasure to hang out with my alien bud.
1: (laughs) Absolutely (laughs) outstanding. I adore you and I'm so grateful for all the listeners and uh, yeah, amazing platform you've created. Thank you.
0: Thank you. So if you love this episode, share it with a friend and don't forget to hit subscribe. If you're feeling a little extra love, drop a review on iTunes and I'll see you back here next week for a new episode of Love Punch.